Welcome to From Beyond, a podcast about consciousness, metaphysics, and a wide variety of provocative spiritual topics. Cindy Riggs is an internationally renowned Universal Channel author and spiritual consultant. Cindy has been practicing professionally since 1997, and she has a unique and fascinating perspective on spirituality. Hey everyone, we're back, and we're back with more Anthony DeMello stuff. Love right, it. Jeffrey? Absolutely. Yeah, we do love it. And um, I have heard of uh, one or two of you who are have joined our book club. Um, in this Anthony DeMello book, we are still quoting quite a bit, entitled Awareness. Excellent read. Um, not just once. Read it more than once. Underline, take notes like we've done. I see all the tape flags in your book. Yes, I have um, a few tape flags. <laughs> yes. And I have a whole... Well, three pages mm-hmm. of, of quotes printed out. So we want to talk about signs of awakening this time, because last time we talked about what, what is awareness yeah. and awakening, and what does it mean to be awakened or woke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not that and, woke, and we didn't woke, really yeah. uh, we talked to Archangel Raphael, but we didn't really get to what are the like the symptoms of being awakened or enlightened. What are the signs? Mm-hmm. What does that look like in daily practice? Right. So the author says, some people see awareness as a high point, a plateau beyond experiencing every moment as it is. That's making a goal out of awareness. But with true awareness, there's nowhere to go, nothing to achieve. Whoa. Because I talk to a lot of people who whose goal is awareness. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing to achieve, nowhere to go. As humans, we think... I'm supposed to climb the corporate ladder. I'm supposed to get this title. I'm supposed to get this degree. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to get this recognition. Certificate of awareness. (laughs) Certificate of awareness. I like it. But then he says, it's not to make a goal out of awareness. Mm -hmm. With true awareness, there's nowhere to go and nothing to achieve. Now, I've heard others say this, the Buddha. doesn't matter what you do here. It's how you are being. Mm -hmm. And... Anthony DeMello says that as well. He also says you don't want to experience awareness. You do or you don't. Yeah, that's and that's a tough concept. Our society is so goal-oriented and results-driven right. that the concept of awareness and being awake um, is not something that you go out and, you know, you've got a, a badge on your chest that says, I'm awake, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a presence type of thing. It's not a, um, Hey, look at me, look what I've achieved. Right. Cause that's ego. <laughs> yes. That right. Is. And now there are shirts that say woke on them. There are, there are shirts that <laughs> say all kinds of things about being enlightened and, and awake, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's ego. Mm-hmm. If we're trying to wear that badge. Yeah. It is amazing. It but, is amazing. You know, to me, um, one of the other things he says is that when you finally awaken, you don't try to make things happen. That mm-hmm. they yeah. just just happen. And related to that first quote is the idea of control outside of you. And we've talked about that before yes. on the podcast. Right. That if people are trying to make things happen, they're trying to control the things outside of them, which is really not right. a product or a quality or a sign that you're awake or that you're aware. No, no, because he goes on to say, 
let me see, which is the one I wanted to, oh, awakening is the death of your belief in injustice and tragedy, which is the same thing as saying the death of your judgment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's hard in practice. I mean, we're human, we're fallible, uh-huh. um, you know, that the idea of achieving awareness is also not something that you're going to be in every moment because you're going to be in your physical and your emotional body, mm-hmm. um, from time to time, depending on what might trigger you. And I mean, we're all in different places in terms of our awareness. And um, it's not really a competition either. Like you shouldn't, shooting on people, of course, but the bottom, <laughs> no shooting on, no shooting on anybody around here. But like the idea of competing in who's more aware, who's more awake, like that, that doesn't speak to awareness. It's the, nope, that it, speaks to ego. It does. That's mm-hmm. the, not loving what happens, the Latin amorfati of uh-huh. the love of what actually happens, no matter what right. it is, not putting judgment on it. Because what is quote unquote bad to me might be good for somebody else or it uh-huh. might be good for, for nature. Um, example, you know, the forest fires that we see about across our country. Uh-huh. Of course, we don't want anybody to get hurt. Of course, we don't want to see animals in danger. We don't. But at the same time, Mother Nature likes a good cleansing uh-huh. and forest fires you know, do that for nature. So, you know, when we look at the news feed and you see all this stuff about fires and all that stuff, yeah, that's, that's not good when we lose houses or we lose lives or, you know, those kind of things. But at the same time, there is benefit to it if you, if you read the science about it. Mm-hmm. Um, of and how, if you look at a bigger picture. Yeah. So. That's, no, it's okay. That's, <laughs> that, that's that idea of loving what happens and seeing it for what it is and not putting a label or not putting a judgment on it. And I think that's what DeMello is speaking to in this Signs of Awareness. Mm-hmm. You see the forest fire on the news and you go, okay, you know. That's a thing. Yeah. It is just a thing. Um, whether you read Wallace Waddles or Eckhart Tolle, mm-hmm. it's like the ego is the competitive mind. Anything competitive is ego. Mm-hmm. Sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like judging anybody what they're wearing or what they're doing or not doing. Mm-hmm. That's not enlightenment. And people will say, I'm, I'm doing all this spiritual work, but I can't get my partner to change, you know, and, um, that's still ego, right? According to yep. these experts. Yeah. <laughs> so when you do make it to awakening, he says, you won't know. And you won't be bothered about labels like awake or asleep. You'll drop your spiritual greed. Mm-hmm. Also ego. Mm-hmm. But even Eckhart Tolle says, as soon as you think you figured out the ego, you have it. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you think you figured it all out, you don't. I want to go back to the one that you quoted. When you finally awaken, you don't try to make things happen. They just happen. And I've experienced this ever since I surrendered to my soul. Mm-hmm. If anybody doesn't know what that means, then they need to talk to me. But, um, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> you know, like, soul, you show me what you want to do, and then things just happen. Mm-hmm. He goes on to say, you understand suddenly that everything that happens to you is good. Well, and even when he says that, like, that's a judgment, too, because mm-hmm. good is just a concept. Mm-hmm. When you are different, they'll be different. Okay, so he's talking about relationships here. Mm -hmm. When you change you, they will change. Mm -hmm. That's an infallible and miraculous cure. Someone who seemed terrifying will now seem frightened. Mm -hmm. Because it's a different point of view from a higher perspective, Mm -hmm. right? It is. 
you'll see things not as you are, but as they are. That's that acceptance piece. Right. And that's not about people necessarily, but you'll see things not through your filter, but as they really are. Mm -hmm. Acceptance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is, some people say, well, that's the hardest thing for me. <laughs> like, well, if that's what your belief is, mm -hmm. then it's going to be. Well, it speaks to the idea of what are we trying to control? Why are we trying to control mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned relationships. That concept of relationship usually starts that we accept that other person, friendship, romantic, whatever case may be. We accept mm -hmm. them for who they are in the moment. And as you get to quote unquote know them better, mm -hmm. you find things that maybe don't match your energy or don't agree with. Or your expectations expectations right. or philosophies or mm -hmm. just simple things as to you know who's unloading the dishwasher <laughs> you know right and and were those things there all along mm -hmm. probably mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and did we change our expectations because the relationships knew you know i watch with my young people every day kids trying to develop friendships and relationships in school mm -hmm. and you know they start off really good because both are trying to impress each other and as they get to know each other, you know, there are things that pop up that maybe aren't so pleasing. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's interesting to me because that's when we start to try to control things. That's when we mm -hmm. try to uh, make it how we want to see it or make it how we want to feel it. And that's usually where the, the issue begins. And we've now stepped away from being awake and back into the ego piece. Mm -hmm. To right. me, that's the opportunity right there yes. to stop and say, is this something that I want to be a part of? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge challenge for us humans is to say, you know what, I might need to let go of this because it isn't a good fit. Oh, yeah. That's difficult for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Because you're essentially saying in that moment, this is not something that uh, frequency-wise is, is good with my energy. But I'm also choosing to allow that to be what it is. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. if, if somebody doesn't like picking up clothes off the floor, <laughs> and that's something about, I'm not saying you just leave somebody over clothes on the floor, but... The well, bottom line is, is that it becomes a discussion point, <laughs> and is it something that makes you? Can you accept that for what it is, or mm -hmm, not? You know, right, it's a right. simple concept and it's a simple example, mm -hmm. but you can apply it to the bigger things that quote unquote really matter if you think about it. Sure. Yeah. There was a quote I used to repeat years and years ago. It was, "Notice the moment you become upset is the moment you attempt to control another person." Mm -hmm. <laughs> whether it's in traffic or at home or at work or wherever we are. Mm -hmm. And so, I have a lot of people come to me say, I'm concerned about this, this family member who's really ill mm -hmm. or whatever's going on with them. And I want them to, and I say, I'm going to stop you right there. We, if you say, I want them to understand you are trying to control them. Mm -hmm. And some of them do understand they do want to control them because they think that they should be healthy or successful or nicer or whatever it is. Sure. And that, that to me, that's, that's a, almost like the fork in the road. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every time you get to that point, are you at a fork in the road where you can go the one direction of, of being aware and awake and allowing it to be what it is to the other fork in the road of there's something that I need to change about it for me to feel better. Right. That's right. Um, it's both. Okay. Isn't it? I, that's what well, I'm thinking. Well, I understand what you're saying about the fork because if a person's like, okay, this, this, 
person's behavior is unacceptable, mm -hmm. whether it's their child or their spouse or whoever, then they have to determine, can I continue to accept that? But if they've already dis determined it's unacceptable, then they will have to change that. Mm -hmm. And the hard part is we usually don't want to change what we're doing. No. <laughs> and DeMello says, nobody wants change. Nobody does. Nobody wants, he, he even says, as we mentioned before, nobody wants to be happy. They don't really want to be happy. Mm -hmm. They want to be right instead. Mm -hmm. He also says, you fear no one and you fear nothing. Oh, in awareness, absolutely. In awareness, right. <clears throat> so no this is a sign of being awakened. Mm -hmm. be right, because there's no attachment. There's no attachment. And to me, and we talked about this the last time, we're not asking anybody to be perfect here. Like, cause we're no, not, no, we're, we're not, not. <laughs> it's, I, I'm not Still working on this listeners. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not something that we walk around in this state of ignorant bliss per se, but to be able to on a day to day, cause we are human and we're supposed to be here to serve one another. So we, we need to figure out how to, to manage these things the mm -hmm. best we can on an individual basis. But it, to me is can you detach from something in the moment in order in to give yourself the, the present, right? You know, everybody right. talks about being present. Well, in that yeah. moment, can you, when somebody's yelling at you or, you know, the weather isn't what you want it to be, or, you know, your order from the drive-through isn't what it, yeah. in that moment, <laughs> can you say, okay, this is what it is. And am I able to say to myself, you know what, this was supposed to happen this way. I don't know why. Which is a whole nother discussion. Right, that of, is a whole nother discussion because people just are dying to know why. Yeah. Like, what is my, oh, here you go. What's my purpose? Or what's the purpose of me uh, getting the wrong order at the drive through? Uh, you know, and we struggle so much because we want to know, we want to know, we want to know. And I, I, I think as more we get access to things in, through the internet, the more the desire to know the why is going to yeah, be there. That's right. And so, you know, awareness, I don't think, in my opinion, in reading DeMello's you know, words is uh, that whole idea of completely understanding it. Like when you're there, you're not going to necessarily understand everything. There's just going to just, there's just going to be, be a, a, a knowing uh -huh. state of being. Mm -hmm. So that desire to want the closure is actually an attachment. Mm -hmm. It's an attachment to closure or it's an attachment to an explanation. Like when that person dumped you or when, you know, you were fired from your job what was the real explanation? Just let it go. Mm -hmm. And then you're free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the mind desires closure. It desires like it wants to conclude as quickly as possible. And that's the ego. Mm -hmm. Because it only feels comfortable when it knows everything. Mm -hmm. Or has a reason to not feel bad. Mm -hmm. Like if you get fired from a job, mm -hmm. I, I don't know too many people who right. are okay being fired from a job. They, they usually want to have something in their mind that says, well, I need this reason to justify why I was fired because it'll make me feel better. Right. Type of deal. And usually we want that reason to be because somebody on the other side of the yeah, table they were, made a mistake. My boss was an idiot yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we don't want to own that. The author also says, you don't care what's going to happen. In the next life, and I wanted to bring this one up mm -hmm. because so many people, uh, probably 75 to 80% of my clients talk about how they want this to be their last lifetime and they, they are, their goal is enlightenment in this lifetime. 
okay, sure, it's my goal too. Um, but it's nice to know that I won't really know when I get there because, <laughs> um, but the next life, all this like past life stuff and future life stuff, people say, I never want to have to come back here. This place is miserable. Well, is that your point of view? You know, change your point of view. And then you'll want to come back here over and over again because you have and you will. So they think that this needs to be their last lifetime. Mm -hmm. And that that's coming from the mind, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the soul doesn't talk that way. I don't, no, I don't believe. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And um, just on a sidebar, when people say, I think my soul is is damaged somehow. But your soul cannot be damaged. Mm -hmm. Your soul can't be traumatized mm -hmm. that's your true self mm -hmm. your personality is mm -hmm. damaged or mm -hmm. traumatized but nothing's too damaged that it can't be right. repaired i had a client one time who said will you ask my spirit guide please how i will know when i'm enlightened and this is what we're talking about today so the spirit guide said when you have no more questions mm -hmm. And I thought that was brilliant. It is. <laughs> and it's fun to channel that information and hear it happening live when I had not thought of that answer, you know, beforehand. Mm -hmm. So what questions might you have for our speaker today regarding signs of awakening? Or did you have some other points that you wanted to share? Well, it, I'm interested to see because much like when you're speaking about spirit guides giving those unique answers, I, I have a feeling we'll get some of those unique answers today. I hope so, yes, yes. But, you know, the, the questions I don't think are are that difficult. It's, it's to see the perspective of our guest to say, what does awareness look like? What does awakening look like mm -hmm. from above, from, from the spiritual world? And, mm -hmm. you know. I just I think there's many fascinating things that can come from that that part of the discussion for sure. I agree. So it's Maitreya that has come to talk with us today. Maitreya is a bodhisattva. Bodhisattva, of course, is one who chooses to incarnate even though they have become fully enlightened and they don't need to anymore. No more lessons to learn, but they come to serve humanity. It is said that Maitreya will incarnate in the future. And this is an aspect of the Buddha or the Buddha nature. So let's see what Maitreya has to say first. Maitreya merging with me now for anyone who has not listened to the podcast before or seen me channel live. Maitreya's energy merging with me. I don't necessarily identify a gender with Maitreya. I am Maitreya, pleased to offer my assistance today. Well, welcome um, to be speaking with somebody who um, is enlightened is a, is a very appropriate thing today, Maitreya, um, as I'm sure that you have been listening. Yes. Um, We've been talking about awareness and awakening and, and what that looks like in the human form, which you know, we want to... What it feels like. Mm. It is interesting that you say what it looks like, for you are a visual person. Some would say, what does it sound like? But ultimately, it is more about 
not even feeling, but beyond feeling. It's a knowing. It's a knowing without having to say, look, everyone, I have achieved this. With the exception of the master who has achieved it while still in human form and then wishes to attempt to teach, to inspire. Inspire is the better descriptor because teaching is not always successful. But inspiration, seeds planted into the minds of others, that can be very powerful. Through storytelling, such as the one you call the Buddha, has told his stories. And others, many others, have told their story. So the first thing I would say to humans is that you overthink everything. Your minds are fascinating computers. And because they continue to evolve, even as your own technology computers do, you begin to accommodate more and more data and the capacity to organize it. And then you complicate everything. Because there's more and more and more organization. And more and more techniques and ways of achieving this or that. Everyone has a different school of thought, correct? Yes, we do. So it is important that I say to humans, you are overthinking just about everything. Even when you are studying for an exam, you are overthinking. Because all of that data, if you have read it or heard it lectured or written it down, it is already in there. It's in your computer. You do not need to continue to repeat and repeat and repeat, although that helps you to remember it with your conscious mind. But when you reach different stages of enlightenment, you realize that you can simply trust that that information will present itself. And when you're in that open, free, trusting state of being, it's effort. How was that for a message to humans? That was a wonderful message to humans. I'd be curious about your perspective as to why is it that we find it so difficult? Because I think everybody would be very open, if not desiring, <laughs> of being in that state, and yet we are so challenged. It is difficult because of your society's programming. You are not programmed for success when it comes to enlightenment. You are programmed in the opposite direction. You're programmed into the, the duality, into the right and wrong, good and bad. Victim mentality is prominent in duality, which means that you live in a space of positive and negative charges, positive and negative energy. And that needs to be accepted. And the understanding that your life purpose is to rise above that, period. Your life purpose is not a career necessarily, although it often translates itself that way. But it is to rise above duality, to remember that you've done it before, perhaps, or that you've tried to do it before, and to remember who you really are so that that is easy. So why is it so difficult? All of the programming and 
the personality you have created, which you think is really who you are, and all of the attachments and expectations that are connected with it. Does that answer the question? That does answer the question. Um, I don't know that, as, as I mentioned with this one, that you know the answer is simple. The path there is difficult. Is it? I, the, the answer is simple, and the path can also be simple if you follow the simplicity. Mm -hmm. But the path becomes difficult when the mind decides that this or that is the wrong way or it doesn't know which is the right way and then it has to deliberate about that for a while because it is terrified of making a mistake of which there is no such thing. It's terrified of making the wrong decision. Oh, especially in relationships. Hmm. Terrified of making the wrong decision. There is no wrong decision. There is just a decision. But when you are aligned and aware, you know that you already have the answer before you ever had the question. It's all built in. Your whole blueprint is built into you. But why can't you see it? Because your purpose is <laughs> to allow it to reveal itself, to allow it to unfold that path for you. So when you say the path is difficult, that comes from a collective societal belief. And humans also believe that things must be difficult for the reward to be great. Mm. Do you see? Yes. That makes you sense. must go through hardship in order to become enlightened. Or you must go through trauma in order to truly heal. This is not true. Trauma, of course, is a judgment of something that just happened. It may have been painful, sure. You can hold on to it or not. That's your choice. It's your choice how many files to hold on to on your computer. Or the ones that aren't really useful, you can simply put in the recycle bin or delete permanently. It really is that simple. So when you say it is simple, it is as simple as you are a computer and you're the one who chooses which files and photos and videos and everything you're hanging on to. Taking up space. Interfering with you emotionally. Does this make sense? It does. <clears throat> so with that said, what would your advice to humans be to, because we've been talking about signs of being awakened and aware, what would be your advice to humans to find that peace in the moment for that to happen. First of all, notice when you care what anybody thinks about what you have said or done or are doing or not doing, notice when you care about that and then start to delete those cares. Notice when your decisions are based upon someone else's judgment. Notice when you are given criticism and you are, are finding that difficult to swallow. Notice all of those ego things. Notice when you think someone else is more enlightened than you are because it's not true. The bum in the alley with Tourette's syndrome might be the most enlightened in your city.
people, you don't know that. It's impossible for you to know who is enlightened and who is not. Because it is not what your mind might think it is. Are these helpful? Yes. Yes, they are. I, I think it's interesting because we as humans are all in different places with remembering. I'll use that word purposefully. Remembering we have that ability within us because our soul, to me, has the enlightenment that we crave. It does. And our access to it is based upon human choices that we make. And that, exactly. And that we don't necessarily always remember that. I think we're all in different places as to being able to remember that. But that whole concept of letting go is a very interesting one to me. For it's a humans. very powerful one, and it's very easy. But if there is still attachment to that thing, whether it was a traumatic event and you must still prove that it wasn't your fault, you can't let go of it. Someone has done something unkind to you. So what? Let them go. If you are hanging on to that unkindness that occurred, they're still controlling how you feel. Mm -hmm. But there are two types of remembering. Remembering with the conscious mind something that you knew before, and then re-remembering with your truth inside. Because... You already said what the path is. The path is remembering who you really are because all of that data, all of that knowledge and wisdom is already in there and is the enlightenment. So when people search for enlightenment and they search techniques or gurus or religions or whatever it is, they are still looking outside the self thinking that those things will provide it. Those things will provide inspiration. But all of those things are meant to provide you with the remembrance that the enlightenment is already inside. And the only thing blocking it is the mind and the persona. Easy, right? Easy. Easy, easy to say for us humans, difficult in practice. <laughs> only difficult in practice if the belief is that it is difficult. Mm -hmm. You're right. Simplify everything. And trust, you have to trust that massive, wise soul inside you. But you don't have any proof that you can trust it. Because sometimes you ask for guidance and it does not come because you've already blocked it. Mm. And then you think it doesn't work. Then you think you can't trust it. But the only way to trust anyone is to attempt to trust them first until they prove differently. But what is trustworthiness anyway? A concept. And people are changing from breath to breath. So when one determines they cannot trust this person or that person, that is a judgment that they are holding on to, attached to, in order to make them feel right or safe. This can get very complicated, but it is still very simple. Have I answered the questions? Yes, you have. You've done a wonderful job today of bringing us a different and valuable perspective for sure. Most of the points that were discussed before, I would agree with. You don't care what others think. 
you're focused on your state of being. You are not focused on the past or the future, both of which are just stories in the mind. You are aware of the stories in the mind and you decide what is truth and what is not true. You know because of the way you feel, if you feel anxious, then there must be some untruth. There must be some fear there. For there can be no anxiety without fear. And you are aware. You are present and aware. And eventually aware that everything, everyone, everything in your environment, that which you can see and that which you cannot see, is the same source energy, is the same creative force, and it is love and it is light. It's in everyone, it's in everything. You pay attention to your judgments, and then you choose something else, or you simply delete it. But some will think that this is too much work, that they should be able to just be who they are, and think the way they think, and they shouldn't have to work at it. And they don't have to. That's what makes them feel content and peaceful inside. Because you do have free will here. You have free will to, to live your life traumatized or to live your life carefree. It is just a choice. And it is as simple to choose as you believe it is. I am Maitreya. Thank you for the honor of providing some information that may be helpful to you today. Honor is ours. Thanks, Maitreya. <laughs> Perfect did you, feel, did you feel Maitreya's energy? I did. Wow. I did. Good. Um, enlightenment being their specialty. I think that was that. Completely right. appropriate. Perfect. Completely well, appropriate. Thank you again, Jeffrey, for no. being part of this. I look forward to however we're guided yeah. for the next time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you, and thank yourself for taking the time to entertain some new spiritual concepts today. I hope it has been interesting and or helpful. You can find Cindy's channel books on Amazon. Kindle versions also available. And visit my website, cindyriggs.com.